This is exactly right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty. I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. You got Here one? Oh, good. I do. You're, you I do. seem excited. I am excited about this one. Woman investigates unusual birthmark, discovers she is her own twin sister. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. Well, I've always wanted to date twins. That's not true. Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen welcome to bananas i'm kurt brown oler i'm scotty banana boy number two landis thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was oh yeah guys we are so happy that you guys are listening to us absolutely thank you so much it's a real thrill for us. We love this. As much as the Great Quar has been a bummer for everybody, Bananas, I mean, I know a lot of you have been enjoying it, but it's just wonderful for Kurt and I get to talk to each other and see each other every week. Yeah, and right now, let's check on my uh-huh. Wikipedia page. Oh, God. If we have had more alterations. Oh, it's been so good, Kurt. People text the Bananas phone and are like, I just put this on, and it's so damn Good. Keep up the good work. I think they're blocking people right now, but they'll let it down. Yeah. It's oh yeah. It is people are all the all the stuff has been removed. Oh. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I guess it just got enough it got enough people trying to do it that it alerted and shut Wikipedia. it down. So there's no changes to the to the to the Wikipedia page. But if you know how to do Wikipedia and you want to add yep. some fake facts to my Wikipedia page, please, please do. Uh, also, yes. just a reminder to everybody yes. that we are doing these mini-sodes uh, on Stitcher Premium. Uh, yes, after six are. months, they'll start coming out on our regular feed. But if you want to hear them now, we've been doing a ton of them. Uh, you can get a free month of Stitcher Premium uh, by going to uh, Stitcher.com and using uh, code BANANAS for a free month of Stitcher Premium. And listen to those mini-sodes, okay? Yeah, you got to. Wikipedia, I mean, good for them for fixing it, honestly. I feel like there were just there have been a few websites since... The grand internet really started taking over and ruining the world. And Wikipedia, I didn't understand it when somebody described it to me. They're like, no, people do it. Regular people do it. Anybody can change it. I'm like, why would I ever trust this? And then it's just the most trustworthy thing there is, it seems like. Yep, it really is. Good job, Wikipedia. We love you, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Six Uh, bucks a year. That's what I give. Are we we ready to bring out our fantastic guests, Scotty? (laughs) We are. We absolutely are. It's cool when you have friends and comedians, and then they're also part of the Exactly Right family. This is our first time our our sisters, our Exactly Right sisters, are joining us, besides Karen and Georgia, the benevolent overlords. Uh, We are so excited because we're we're buddies with these guys as well. Um, They are absolutely hilarious comedians in their own right, and they have a new podcast on Exactly Right called That's Messed Up. An SVU podcast. Please <laughs> welcome to the show the fantastic Lisa Traeger and Kara Clang. Yay! Oh All my right. Gosh, so glad to be here. Uh, we're happy to have you guys. Congratulations on the new show. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Thanks. We're hoping a lot of you banana heads will uh, <laughs> cross over. I think you'll probably get more of that the uh, the my favorite murder murderinos. I think that uh, that's the SVU crowd. Uh, I'll admit I've only ever seen one episode of SVU in my entire life. Are you oh my kidding? Gosh, like, really? 
Which one? I don't even remember. I watched it on a plane because people were talking about it. And I have no, like, I haven't seen SVU in 12 years, probably. And it was wow. so bad that you avoided 475 episodes of television. Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> I my parents used to watch regular Law & Order, so I used to yeah. catch all of those. But then uh, I feel like I know a little bit about SVU strictly from, like, John Mulaney's stand-up and then, like, Ice-T's <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. No, it's um, enraging how much Mulaney just owns the market of SVU jokes. Just, they're so good and perfect. Pretty jealous yes, of those. It is. So wait, the show is. Can explain the show. Explain the show. The show we is get called into this. That's Messed Up. It's an SVU podcast, and basically, Lisa and I we take you through an episode and then we do a deep dive into the true crime that the episode was based on. Okay. And then we interview an actor from the episode. Oh, yeah. oh I like nice. that. So we're, we're getting to talk to some really cool people. Like, you know, at law and order in general, like is so many people that you would yeah. never, you don't yeah. know them if I say their name right now, but if I showed you them, you'd be like, Oh my God, yep. I love that guy. I've seen yes. so much stuff. So those are the kind of people we're talking to. And we also in the beginning thought we would just get like the jogger that finds a body or just like the, <laughs> the nurse who won't let them go interview right. the victim. But we're getting like the main guest stars of these episodes. We're getting cast members. It's really wow. surreal. As, and our producer's a super fan too. So it's just like, it's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah, that's great, awesome. Great team. Great team. Is yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio on that? He is, right? No, he's he criminal, intent. criminal intent. That's Adam Oh, that okay. Cause <laughs> he tipped me three bucks once when I was a valet and I, I was like, I know you've been on TV for a very long time. And yeah, I was on a five dollars would have been. I was on the set of Criminal Intent once, one time to bring him something, and he wouldn't come out of his trailer for like an hour because it was too hot. What? Uh, what were you bringing well, him? I was bringing him a spa bag from the USA Network. <laughs> I was bringing him like a bunch of products. <laughs> oh my god! And he just kept you waiting for an yeah, hour. Yeah, I, I mean, not only me, the whole crew was sitting there. They were like, "Sorry, you can we we will give it to him as soon as he comes out of his trailer." But he's just like not coming out because it's like ninety degrees out. And I was Boo. like, "What? You guys just aren't shooting on the New York City streets because Boo. it's too hot for this guy?" <sighs> I've heard that he's like that, but mm-hmm. oh my okay. god. Well, we're SVU dogs now. That's good. Kurt. <laughs> And We're Christopher in. Maloney is a comedy guy, you know, from Wet Hot. Love him. Summer. Like, he's just kind of incredible. And Ice-T, I mean, his daughter, I'm I'm Stan Chanel. Also, oh. Ice-T used to have, I don't think he has it anymore, but he used to have a podcast that was, like, podcast perfection. <laughs> really? It was so good. It was called the Final Level Podcast. And yeah. it was so, my husband and I used to listen to it when we were like driving on road trips and we would like, it was great. He would talk to really interesting people. He huh. would just talk about something for 20 minutes and then he'd be like, and that was philosophy. And then like, <laughs> and there'd be like a music sting and you'd be like, okay, I guess you're okay. And then what's the next subject? Like he, he was great. And this is kind of weird news, but last year it came out that he had never eaten a bagel. What ever wow. in his life, and they ha- he they wrote in that he was eating a bagel on set for one of the scenes, and he's like, "This is my first Whoa. bagel I've ever eaten," and <laughs> it blew up. Like everyone was talking about it. He'd never Whoa. had a bagel. Oh, oh my, my god! Also, god. would it be so funny? It would be so funny just to say that in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, I'd never eaten a bagel. This is my first bagel. And then sticking with it. That's amazing. (laughs) If it wasn't true. Uh, (laughs) All right. Are you guys ready? You want to hear about this woman? Yes. Both of them. Woman investigates unusual birthmark, discovers she is her own twin sister. This comes from, this was sent in by Alexis Hastings on Instagram. Thank you, Alexis. Uh, This was posted on IFL Science. Um, which is actually a pretty good science aggregator. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though it's dorky, I fucking love science name. Uh, it's pretty great. Uh, it's so okay. a woman with a rare birthmark has learned that she is her own twin. Singer wow. Taylor Mule. She's a singer. She's oh, from California. I thought her first name was Singer. <laughs> nope. Uh, and this is, does not have a an author. So eh. this is just written by, I guess, fuck God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
She also has, okay, so uh, she has a rare birthmark down the center of her body. One side of her torso and back appears slightly redder in color. She also has several other traits that indicated something unusual. Quote, everything on the left side of my body is slightly larger than the right side, she writes on her blog. Uh I have a double tooth in the left side of my mouth. I don't know what that is. And many sensitivities and allergies to foods, medications, supplements, jewelry, and insect bites. Uh, after talking to a doctor familiar what? with rare medical conditions, she discovered she has two sets of DNA. Uh, not only that, I've been told I have two immune systems and two bloodstreams. She's the cure. Uh, so she okay. So Taylor has tetragametic chimerism. Uh, or chimerism or chimerism, I don't know. This mm. happens when two separate eggs are fertilized by two different sperms, and then one of the embryos absorbs the other during early stages of development. People with this type of chimerism may have two blood types, as Taylor does, or different eye color. What? Chimerism is rare, only around 100 documented cases in humans. Only 100 documented cases in humans, it's crazy. That's not a lot. People... With the condition can live with no complications from it other than altered pigmentation. Several people have become aware of their condition after blood tests. Back in 2006, mother had to prove her children were her own after a blood test showed that her DNA did not match the DNA of her own children due to the presence of the DNA of her twin. It goes on and on and on, but that's pretty much... She does have like problems. She gets sick a lot because her body doesn't recognize the twin's DNA as part of her body, so it like attacks the twin's DNA. Okay. I also thought having two immune systems would make her less yeah. super powerful. Like yeah. slam dunking all the time. I just don't understand. Like when she, <laughs> if she gets into a car accident and she goes to the hospital, what type of blood are they infusing her with? Like it depends they- on which circulatory system they're infusing it into. I guess I, that's that is crazy, wild. right? That is yeah. some science. That's crazy. And she could get away with a crime and give yes, you know, um, if she really wanted to. Yes, yeah. right? right. She just have to make sure to shed that. Those those the correct skin cells. I have a friend. I don't think she has a loss. Like I don't think she inhaled her twin. Um, she <laughs> she has discoloration on her arm and like a weird birthmark uh-huh. thing. And the things people say to her were insane. Like we would be hanging out and people would just yeah. stare at her and be like, "What's up? What happened? That's weird." And I'm like, "Do people just?" And people just <laughs> had no shyness of aggressively coming up and asking about her discoloration no oh my god that is the absolute worst is this also in new york city new york and chicago she came to visit once um she's yeah one of the hottest people i think i know um but yeah people just loved to make sure she knew she was discolored yeah (laughs) i mean it's like god gave her an unfair advantage it's like everybody has their opening line they have their like starting point with the the pretty girl they're like okay there's something weird i that's my in that happened at my gym there was a girl that worked at um at the gym and like she was there every single day it's like one of those things where you go i don't know twice a week if you're lucky and then you're like i guess this person's always here and then one day this woman had a cast on her ankle and every single guy talk to her like it was like normally everybody would kind of leave her enough alone but then they had the opening like what happened oh what's wrong and i just sat there watching like it mirror to mirror like bouncing mirror vision and being like this poor (laughs) she broke an ankle and now it's like just chum in the water here they come boys oh god i hate talking at the gym in general i'm so miserable at the gym i'm like don't speak to i hate watching other people talk i'm like i hate that you have a friendship and you like being here yes i hate all of that i do i do i just judge people so harshly for that i I don't go to a gym anymore uh but when i did people would like try and talk and i'd be like why are you so fucking happy to be here (laughs) just do your hour and leave (laughs) no i'm like desperate i like being a teacher's favorite i'm one of those people after soul cycle that's Uh like thank you so much i really like that song like i am i'm like they try to like they try to like fist pump me dap me up on the way out of soul cycle and i'm like get away from me i gotta go i have to get out of here i used to do this thing i used to do this thing called orange theory and there's oh yes yeah yeah so and and i don't do it anymore but there was one instructor who after we would do the class we would stretch and then he would make us all go on three uh <laughs> Orange Theory Fitness Glendale. 
<laughs> so cool. Wait, so cool. Like 20 people would yell Orange Theory Fitness Glendale, and I wouldn't do it. And then he'd be like, look at me like, hey, man. And I would just like shake my head like, I'm not yelling I'm not it. doing it. I'm not doing it. And then so leave. Glendale really put it over the top, but I went to this one. <laughs> I went to one boxing class, and at the end, we had to howl. Like we were no, wolves. no. Yeah, we, oh. we would howl. My no. daughter no. loves to howl. She's would be perfect for that class. <laughs> Let's get her into boxing class. <laughs> yeah, she'll be kicking oh. your ass in no time. Scotty, you got another one? I do. So I, all of mine are going to be. Um, special victims so all of my bananas news stories are people or things that were victims and this one um was texted in kurt just before this started by uh, c smalls 15 thank you c smalls 15 like i literally got this uh 20 minutes ago it's from vice it's written by the vice staff so you, know, so you know so you know somebody's too ashamed to put their name on it. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Man gets drunk, does cocaine, tries to have sex with a pile of leaves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you ladies decide who's the victim in this story. But uh, as that the, is a very special victim when it's yes. just a pile of leaves. Yes, I think the witnesses are probably the victims. So, man gets drunk, does cocaine, tries to have sex with a pile of leaves in a car park. We saw a white male with his trousers down, and we could see his bum, a hotel employee said. As the old saying goes, not all heroes wear capes. Some, for example, are arrested for public indecency after going on the raz, tumbling off the end of it, and ending up attempting to make love to a pile of leaves outside Premier Inn, uh, in the beef eater complex of Stockport. This was the fate of Michael Gosorski, a 26-year-old man. I actually thought he was going to be... I'm kind of reading this for the first time. I expected somebody older for some reason. A uh, 26-year-old man who was recently jailed for eight weeks after being filmed thrusting at a pile of leaves in a pub car park, so in a pub parking lot. He asked... Oh, he was asked... What are you doing, you dirty bastard? <laughs> By an employee, and then retreated from the scene until police were called. Uh, hotel employees whose statement was read to the court noted, and perhaps the most astonishing sentence we've ever read. We saw a white male with his trousers down, and we could see his bum. That's not that astonishing. That's pretty, pretty bland. <laughs> no. For this pod... Uh, Gosorski, whose well-being is being, uh, was being checked on by hotel staff... Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, said he was mortified by his uh, behavior. He was under the influence of alcohol, cannabis, and cocaine. You know that cocaine just makes you want to hump a pile of dying tree. <laughs> uh, his lawyer said he had no memory of the act and has no desire to return to the premiere inn. So... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Leaves are portable. If you want to fuck some leaves, get them on up to your hotel room and have a night. You Ooh, know, yeah. like you don't have to do this outside. Yes. Put them in a garbage bag. Dress them up in some clothes. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's no way leaves feel good. There's no way, there's right? No, no way. way. There's no, no way. Just no. a t- ton of tiny paper but cuts. Have you, you guys know? heard of ecosexuals? No. So no. Uh, my friend told me about this. This is like people who like to have sex with nature. Oh, so I don't know if this man is an ecosexual or it's just like the fucked up thing. But like there's people that like to have sex with like trees. There's people who like there's like people who will sit who will like sit on all fours as like waves come in and kind of let the oh, ocean. Have OK, <laughs> OK. Well, that one kind of makes me all sense. about this like years ago. And I've always been waiting to use my ecosexual knowledge. And here I am. On the oh, podcast. I, I am so excited about ecosexuals because you always see those videos. I follow a lot of like, I guess like surfing wipeout Instagram pages. <laughs> yeah, kook slams. Yeah, they were kook slams. And yeah. they always have like guys in the ocean trying to like fight waves. Like that's like a big theme. <laughs> but I love the idea. Like, it is very funny. Like just drunk, angry men fighting waves. Nature. But yeah. I love the idea of getting fucked by the wave. Like yeah. that does. That does. It, it rings true. I do think eight I'll weeks s- in jail is excessive. I can't for fucking that a that... pile of leaves. Totally. Yeah, and that's got to no be a public indecency charge or something, right? Yes, no it was indecency when you're trying to fuck a pile of leaves. Yeah, 
No, and also it's hilarious. Like anybody, like I guess you people might have been scared, and that's fine if somebody was scared and felt like they had to call the cops. But I think like if bars let out and the four of us were standing on the corner and in a parking lot, just some guy, drunk guy, just went over and started humping a pile of leaves, we'd be like, "Phones Get out!" It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a two thousand view Instagram video right here. I feel like yeah, we would for sure take selfies with him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like right there as he's thrusting, just with like a thumbs up in front of it. I also wonder if like uh, you get charged more or less if you ejaculate. Great Sorry question. Sorry to say ejaculate, but you're allowed. You can say ejaculate. Well, you know what? Actually, I have a whole stand-up joke about this that when I was like 12 years old, yes. a guy pulled up next to me when I was power walking and was was jerking off. Oh, fuck. And when I, my dad reported it to the police and the police came, they were very concerned about whether the guy was hard or not. Oh. That's like, like part of the, the crime? Yeah, I was like, is that part of it? Like. If he's just rubbing his soft dick, is that different than him rubbing his hard dick? I don't understand. Like, I'm 12. Whatever yes. he did is not cool. Like, yeah. Did he have a um, handful of leaves at the time? Yeah. That totally, that's going to be eight weeks. He's going away for eight weeks if he's holding a pile of leaves when he's doing that. Leaves? Oh, my God. You know there's going to be some sticks in that pile? I just mm-hmm. don't know what you're doing. Also, I don't like that they snuck in cannabis. Like, no one stoned is ever going to fuck leaves. Like, I think it was the other, the other pieces yeah. of the book. They might come up with the idea, stoned, but they're not going to act on it, stoned. Also, like, a lot, when you do cocaine, you usually, like, can't get a hard penis. And so, like, leaves are not going to be your best bet with a soft dick. <laughs> no. I just don't think that's, like, no. what you should. <laughs> nope. Go like, a. Not good. A soft dessert or something. I don't know. But eight weeks in prison's making me mad. I'm <laughs> I agree one hundred percent. I think victimless victimless crimes should not have jail sentences. It's it should a be special fine victim. and move on. Because if there are kids out that late when the pubs let out, then that's not good either. Yeah, throw the right. parents but it's in 11, jail. It's probably eleven p.m. That's when pubs. I love around. Cardi B more than anything. I'm a definite stan of hers. But cool. I'm like, put that baby to bed. Like, yeah. culture is up yeah. so late all the time. Party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has diamond anklets, and she's just up all night, all night. Yeah, not good. Not good. We would not want her. We would not want Cardi B's daughter to catch a guy fucking some leaves because no. Would... no, no, twelve weeks in jail then, and yeah. an album. <laughs> Kurt, All right, are you guys ready for the next us, one? Buddy. Yeah. This is honestly is one of my favorites that we've done. I had no idea about this, and I'm shocked I didn't know about this. This was mm. sent in by at uh, Greenleaf Geek um, for on Instagram, and it's on a blog called Starshine's Scribbles. Oh, I'm on there all the time. Um, I love but it. It is uh, normally a Starshine Scribbles would not be uh, considered. Uh, journalism, but I looked it up and this is all true. Uh, I found some videos of it as cool. well. Uh, so this is a post that's all about the different, the, the title is The Odd History of Four Licensed Garfield Products. <laughs> but one of mm-hmm. this, is, this is, this is absolutely fascinating. Okay. okay. So I will, I'll, I'll quote a little bit, but also just t- tell you. So Jim Davis wanted to make he wanted to make a Garfield theme park, okay. Um, but it's you know he couldn't he couldn't find a, he couldn't find any like dying theme parks to buy. Um, Garfield the comic so, strip, like the cat yeah. that loves hates Mondays and loves lasagna, right? And then you're just like, oh my god, that's the whole park. all the ideas for <laughs> rides about Mondays. this, <laughs> and there's lasagna in every waiting queue. So here the the what actually ended up. Getting created from Jim Davis's idea okay. is called Garfield's Nightmare, um, <laughs> and okay, so it is now a defunct theme park ride. This ride used to be found at Kennywood Park in Pennsylvania. Okay, there is nothing uncommon about oddly themed carnival rides and theme no. park rides, or for a theme park to use licensing deals which amount to little more than a logo over the queue. However. Garfield's Nightmare is interesting due to its history as it wasn't originally made to be a celebration of all things Fat Cat. Okay. The building for Garfield's Nightmare originally opened in 1901 as the Old Mill. Like many similar rides, this was a nice boat ride through a building. Over its lifetime, though, it shifted between many themes. Perhaps its most famous theme was Hard-Headed Harold's Horrendously Humorous Haunted Hideaway, Mm -hmm. a design which lasted from 1974 to 1991. That's pretty good. 
in the early 2000s, Garfield creator Jim Davis was considering either making a, car- a Garfield theme park <laughs> right. or teaming up with another park. Now, most of the big parks already have deals, made their own IP in-house. Davis didn't have many options. Thus, when Kennywood was redoing the old mill, Davis jumped on the chance to pour Garfield all over it. What followed was an interesting redesign headed up by Halloween Productions. Halloween Productions got their start with, predictably, Halloween events, which may okay. just explain why they went for the nightmare theme. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. When most people think of Garfield, they probably don't think about horror. No. Uh when the ride opened, visitors were treated to a strange experience. And there is a video that I will post on our Instagram. It is a video. It is a three-minute-long video of the entire trip through Garfield's Nightmare. Oh, my, oh my God. God. And it is. Okay, so you guys know, you know Meow, that, um, that place in the desert, the Meow Castle or whatever. Meow which Wolf? Is all ne- Meow Wolf? Meow Wolf. Yeah, okay? I've been there. Yeah. yeah. It's in Santa Fe. So imagine, so imagine a Meow Wolf... On a river, inside, but Garfield themed oh, yeah, and that's horror. Yes. It is the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. So first off, there's a giant Garfield when you come in, and it's just like a beautiful old mill, literally built in 1901. It's got like a waterfall and stuff. Then you're in a boat, and you're just going through, and it's all these garishly hyper-neon things of like, and you hear just this voice like that's supposed to be Garfield, like, hmm, oh. yum, I could go for some food. And then you come around the corner, <laughs> and it's like an ice cream with like fangs and blood dripping out of its mouth, jumping out of like a demon ice cream truck. That's and it's pokey. like, oh no, ice cream. And then you like go around the corner, <laughs> and it's like a lasagna with like- Love this. With like blood, blood red eyes and like spewing vomit like it's no. it, it, all of it yes and it's three full minutes long there's no like ride part there's no part where it like goes down and splashes water or anything like wow. that it's just insane garfield in hyper neon with a wow. black light on it all and i would like uh, to do it i would love I, to go on it i want to go is what i'm saying it's is still operational go. I don't. Yeah, for, well, the the video is from 2016. Okay. Um, There's a chance. And I do. I can I share my screen. I'm going to share my screen just yeah. to show you guys a little sample. Yeah, I would okay. love to go on this. Like, I think bad amusement parks and bad haunted houses are fantastic. I like prefer when they're kind of out. Like, well, when I, al- I also ag- I agree, and I think that like whenever stuff is on like a riverboat ride, it's always weird because it's yes. It's like, how scary can it be? You're going so slow, you know? <laughs> like, you're just drifting on water. Like, I don't know. Oh I've been God. on, like, the Elsa ride. Oh, my God. Oh, we're looking at it on screen now, and it's okay, more so. like, it looks like a computer wallpaper. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is insane. That looks like go. my wow. dream, though. Yes, yeah, I got to go. Is, it's amazing. I want to get you to this. Yeah. Kurt, we should go so here, and it, do a live show here with anybody oh that wants Lisa, to ride in this I can see you boat. buying a lot of this as artwork. Oh, yeah. I can also see myself tattooing a lot of these things on my body. (laughs) Look at the ice cream. Everything's angry. Yeah. All neon. It's just, yeah, I would love this. It's like very, very bright neon, like hyper colors. Uh, But yeah, you're riding through a boat and they almost just look like paintings and cutouts. Oh, that's actually okay. There's a scary dog. Is that supposed to be the dog? Odie from Garfield. That's not Odie, though. That might be some kind of like neighbor dog, if I remember. That is not Odie. I would take my eyes, but not my Odie. Is normal even, is there even a normal in this? There is definitely, this is not normal territory. Okay. (laughs) Uh, God bless you. Normal does not. I thought there'd be like a zombie normal. Zombie and was Jim happy or sad? Like, <laughs> <laughs> when Jim saw this, was he like, "We nailed it, guys! So good!" That okay? So we're now. Yeah, this by- is great. We're gonna put. The, we have to post a link to this. The old mill dark boat ride at Kennywood Park, Garfield's Nightmare. This is really, and I mean, I could watch this. Oh my god! I think it's still up. It look at this is this video is dated June sixteenth, twenty nineteen. So it kind of looks fun. I uh, did you guys ever see when uh, Johnny Depp when they were doing like a PR blitz to try to get people to like him again, and he dressed as Jack Sparrow, and then when they relaunched yes. the parts of the Caribbean, he stood there and was like, "I," and I all as soon as I saw that video, so basically it's exactly what I just said. 
Johnny Depp, just as Jack Sparrow, towards the end of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, when they rebuilt it, was actually there standing next to the boat, and people lost their minds. They were like screaming. I thought the funniest thing would be if it was like a bunch of us, like a bunch of comedians and stuff, if we had all seen it and realized what was happening and just started booing so loud. (laughs) (laughs) Just, Just a boat full of people being like, boo! And just how he would try to play that off as like Jack Sparrow and like saying savvy but crying inside yeah i forgot when he did that but i went on that pirates of the caribbean ride in like 2013 when i was at disney with family and i remember thinking oh like there's the johnny depp doll or whatever animatronic johnny depp and this would be probably where the real guy was when he did his prank (laughs) yeah classic prank oh man classic all right let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this We are back. Our guests today, of course, are Lisa Traeger and Kara Clank, hosts of the brand new Exactly Right podcast. Give me the name again. <laughs> <That's messed up>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I, oh, I, was, man, like, I was going for it. I was like, I, th- I got it. I got it. I got it. It's almost I, right there. <laughs> so that's messed up as a thing Ice-T used to say all the time. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, so during Black Friday sales, I ended up buying an Ice-T SVU official merch sweatshirt. And it is the funniest thing I've ever bought. So it's a photo of Ice-T. <laughs> and it says, you have the right to an attorney. And if you puke in my car, I'll kill you. And that's, <laughs> that's, right. uh, and that's, that's an official, best. like, it's licensed a, SVU. Yes. I bought it off the NBC website, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, that's great, but there are, like, so many great iced tea lines. Like, the SVU merch store should be, like, cleaning up. Like, yes. just iced tea has so many good quotes. Like, mugs alone. Yeah, coffee mugs yeah. alone. Just have all that on there would be amazing. I'm a merch. Are you guys? I like. I'm obsessed with merch. I buy every merch. I have Ariana Grande sweatpants. I'm looking at an AbFab candle. I like. Let's get yes. you a bananas oh, hat. Yeah, we got bananas pom pom hats. I that's love that. Cute. That's really yeah, isn't cute. it cute? Yeah, we really we'll like them. We'll get you one. We'll get you. Design. We'll get you some. Thank Thanks. You. No, that's we're merch. We're merchy too. And I, I became aware of Ice T from his cribs. Where he had like a great cribs. And I like before that I knew him as a little bit as an actor, and then like I knew his rap, but I wasn't I was too young. Like my parents were like that was like the kind of rap you weren't allowed to listen to. Yeah, yeah. But his cribs when he opens up his indoor outdoor pool and then yells to the Hollywood Hills, "Kiss my ass!" I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> it's like the best. It's the best end of cribs ever. Kiss my ass. He just it's so good. And then he's done twenty more seasons of SVU since then. <laughs> He came on as like a guest. He was like a guest star on Law and Order regular or something like that. And really, and then they brought him on to SVU, and he just never left. You oh gotta God, get him on. That's messed up. You ha- he's oh, we like gotta. we're he's dying the bi- to. Oh, tip of the iceberg. Yeah. All right, Scotty, give us another one. Uh, sure will. Uh, this was sent in. Kurt, I lost this one in the shuffle. It's Jessica Love something. I lost the thing. On we get a lot of DMs. Jessica loves something. Jessica, I'm so sorry we, we don't have Hewitt, your whole handle. Hewitt, Jessica love Hewitt. Jessica love Hewitt. <laughs> <laughs> G-Lo. Uh, and it's from the New York Post, so you know it's got to be good. Kenneth Garger, best in the biz, wrote this mm-hmm. one. Long lines at Colorado In-N-Out sparks wild pantsless fight. <laughs> so, so this is there were a bunch of stories about this in the last two weeks. There were. They opened to... Uh, in and out in Colorado. These customers can't wait for their double doubles. The enthusiasm at one of Colorado's new In and Out Burger locations sparked a pantsless fight amid a 14 hour wait for the Whoa. popular grub. I mean, I know nobody has anything to do during the great car, but come on, 14 hours for a burger? 14 hours? Uh, like how far to- do you have to park? Because then after you get the food, it's like... I have, yes. That's a great question. They Because they actually figured that out. So the wild scene unfolded Friday in Aurora, one of two Colorado cities to open outpo- outposts of the California-based burger chain. Uh, they both opened on the same day. Uh, customers told the NB- ABC affiliate that they waited 14 hours to get their burger shakes and fries. Uh, 
It's around the mall, Aurora Police tweeted. Um, we are helping to manage the massive traffic response. A later post warned of a 12-hour wait, and another said that it was an estimated two miles long. A two-mile-long drive-through. Um, so In-N-Out was expected to sell 60,000 burgers over the weekend. Adjust the Aurora store. I mean, that is just... We're in... It's bananas. Uh, so... In a video posted to social media, which a lot of people sent us, a lot of bananas sent this in, three men can be seen brawling outside of the line of cars. Two of the men fall to the ground, with one of them losing his sweatpants in the process. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> and it's a sloppy fight. These are, like, one guy's kind of big, but the other two, one is laying on the hood of his car, kicking his legs like a child <laughs> panicking, not trying to go to bed. And I think he's the one that gets pantsed. But so in and out kind of loves this. Like, they got arrested. Um... <laughs> So the burger craze the next day died somewhat with wait uh, drive-through times up to eight hours, and the In-N-Out president of operations uh, told the Post, "I don't know if we've ever felt more welcome between all the anticipation and the request for In-N-Out to come to Colorado, and now to see the customers out here this morning, it just feels so great." So this guy, the vice president, is super into three guys fighting and ripping each other's pants off. <laughs> Again, special victim. They should put they should put those quotes on the bottom of their drinks, you know. The sweatpants. Love- yes, that's the that's the yeah. cherry on top of the whole story. Yeah, I really like yeah. that part. Well, I mean, I guess if I know I'm going to be waiting in my car for 14 hours, I'm wearing elastic pants for sure. <laughs> yeah, do they eat? That's the thing. It's like, do you eat during your 14 hour wait to eat? You gotta, right? <laughs> you just it's a cycle. Do you just making lunch. <laughs> Yeah. You have to have someone else go to McDonald's, bring McDonald's back to the car. That's, yeah. I just, that's, like, ugh. I've never been a line waiter. I've never yeah. really been, like, a let's get in line for the iPhone. Let's get in line for this concert tickets. Like, let's get in line for Saturday Night Live or any of that shit. Like, I just, if anything's no. going to take more than, like, an hour, maybe, I'm I'm out. Like, I, I just... Do- the only thing I have a romantic feeling about a line was I was 14, 14 years old. Yes. And it was the very first Lollapalooza. Yes. And we got in line at, I think, like 1 a.m. with like sleeping bags and everything. Wow. And then, and it was outside of like a record store. And uh, like 9 a.m. was when they opened. That's and cool. And we just became best friends with everyone in line. And, you know, it was at that time, it was 1990, 1991 or something. Yeah. And like alternative music had yeah. just like it was happened. taken over the world. So like everyone yeah. in line was like, had like purple hair. And we were just like, we Manic found panic. our people. Yeah, and that sounds like a formative experience i don't it want was to shit a on that i oh, just no. think waiting in line oh i agree like a fucking will... sneaker on fairfax i'm like get out of here with that <laughs> no, yes. like getting in line for fucking squirrel yes like yeah oh my god <laughs> also, that is a that is a, a restaurant in la that has in and out is good line. it's good it's re- it's good but like the obsession it's crazy how things can become a thing and i always thought it was because it's only out here so it's fascinating that they're spreading it to colorado because the wait times here are still crazy too for In and Out, and yeah. it's good for those who have never had it. It's a fast food burger. The fries suck, and um, the fries suck. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, and people like to wait, order off the menu. Uh, I would eat, I would wait like a month and a half and then try it. That's what that would be my plan if I was a right. native. I would go a little bit. <laughs> do you think that you can? Do you think that you can call a Postmates for it? Oh, that's interesting. Do you just make a Postmate wait eight hours for you? What would that? What's the cost? Yeah, no, they don't want to waste their time like that. I remember I tried to take an Uber from Philadelphia to New York City, and I got kicked out of three separate cars, and I had to offer a hundred dollars cash extra to this man. I should have just taken the train, but yeah. Whoa! So you finally were able to do it? Yeah, I was like, dude, I'll give you an extra hundred dollars cash. Just please take me home. And wow, was this like after a night that in Philly? I think I had, no, we were flying back to New York. It was from a comedy weekend. And then something happened. There was so much rain or something happened in New York. Fog. There was fog that we couldn't oh, land. And they landed the in Philly oh, instead. Uh, the worst wetness. Yeah. We hate fog. Yeah. 
not um, a fun person, but I'm a line waiter. I wait. I, this is actually an interesting story. I think hopefully, um, I dive in. but, um, the Backstreet Boys were going on one of their tours and I needed mm-hmm. tickets. So my mom and I got in, uh, in line, the first people in line at yes. the grocery store at the Ticketmaster, and the line grew behind us after hours. And then these motherfuckers come out with raffle tickets and go, okay, we're going to raffle ticket. And then that's where the line actually starts. No, what? smart. And I love that. I was like, but if I knew beforehand, but I was like, mom, you need to go fucking make a friend. You need to go make a friend. This is, this is a nightmare. Yes. And she went and she found some Russians. She made a friend and she won nice. the fucking raffle. What? No, she did not. Love what? Her. She rigged the raffle. It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> with help of Russian mafia. Yeah. And um, we got tickets. We got floor seats. Um, you know, I threw a bear to Nick Carter. It was like a huge moment in my life. <laughs> it sounds it sounds really similar to, to Kurt's Lollapalooza. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what happened at the end of the Lollapalooza line is we got our tickets and it was like 930 in the morning and we're all like just delirious. And then I remember this, and I was like 14 or 15 years old, and it is the only time this has ever happened to me in my life. Okay. But a girl or woman, I don't know how old she was. I think she was like 18 or 19. Not not she a girl, not yet a hair. woman. She was on her bicycle. She rode up. We had just got our tickets. We were very excited. And then she just flashed us and then <laughs> rode away. That's huge. And for like That's huge four, for a boy. 14-year-old boys, Yeah, we were just like... The greatest day of your life. This is the best day ever! Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, like just, anything's it possible. Top. It's better it than Santa. It was like Santa. anything's possible. The world skipped, is... Yeah, it's magic. We skipped through Belmar, New Jersey. We went to... <laughs> we went and got coffee and donuts and just... Wow. And just felt alive for the first time in our lives. Ugh. That's so good. I was at Hershey Park, Pennsylvania, which is a, a, a Hershey a Hershey candy I've been. theme. Oh I've yeah, been. pretty good, pretty great park. Um, and I think it was with like a soccer team. It was like twelve years old, something like that. And the hot ride that year was called the Anaconda, and it's a roller coaster that goes underwater. And so this was before the internet and all that shit, so you couldn't you couldn't like look up what that meant. And what that means is it goes underwater in a concrete square tunnel for like. <laughs> One second? No, not even. Half a second. (laughs) But it was the hot ride. And so the lines are three and a half hours long, like every time. And so all the dads and moms were like, we are not waiting in this sun for three and a half hours. Let's go ride all the other roller coasters and rides. And then all of a sudden, the whole park clears out. I mean, like everybody leaves. You would think it was like a a terrorist attack or fire, something like that. Everybody's running. Uh, They all leave. And suddenly, there's no wait for the Anaconda. So my team gets on and we ride. And then they were like, you have to get off and go back around. And we get off and we walk right back on and we ride it again. And then the third time they were like, you guys can just stay on. And so we just did it again. Now, like at this point, kids are puking and dads are nauseous and moms are like crying. (laughs) And we leave the park still having no idea what happened. And then we're walking. This was in like 92. We're walking out to uh, the parking lot. And the Beach Boys were at the Hershey Park Amphitheater, and Kokomo was a hit song that summer. So oh, all yeah. the families went to see the Beach Boys and John Stamos playing the drums for the Beach Boys. And so we just rode until we puked. It was fa- it was awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. It's the best. What so thanks story. to the Beach Boys. That's amazing. So Wait, Kurt, you're from yeah. New Jersey. Did you ever go to Action Park? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. We've talked yeah. about Action Park on this podcast. Of course. Many, okay, I don't want to bring up an old topic. No! So almost drown there. Yo, tell no, no. We love action park we stories. Give I us think drowning is okay. We'd like. Well, I keep meaning. I keep meaning to bring up. Uh, I keep meaning to watch um, Traction Park. Yeah, um, doc I watched about it. It's but I haven't. It's like on HBO Max or something. I haven't mm-hmm. had a chance. But um, yeah, I was like 11 years old. And um, I was like a pretty strong swimmer, and I went into the wave, po- the tidal wave pool. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. Brutal. And they turned the waves on, and I just got like a little bit of water stuck in my throat, and I was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna go over to the edge until I like catch my breath. But when you go over to the edge, the walls are like ten feet tall. I get oh, an arm God. up. And then water is just gushing over my like eleven year old body. I'm like a piece of seaweed attached to a boat. Oh, like, Kara. and um, and then my dad came over and tried to push me up, but the wall is so tall because yeah. of the, the waves. So a lifeguard like pulled, pulled me out. They didn't have to Amazing. like they didn't have to like do CPR or anything, but I was coughing up uh, quite a bit of water. <laughs> oh, it was insane. That wave pool. They, I, I don't know who designed it, but it would turn on, and then it was just 
punishing. It would just punish you <laughs> as like a nine-year-old just getting like sla- – you would get slammed against that wall too and it was like hard concrete. There was no like cushioning or anything, a hard, Better sharp time. edge along it. It was really insane. Better time. all of the water slides at that park. Like we had a brochure that like told us about all of them and everything was like – you plunge into 25 feet of ice cold water. Like everything yeah. was like you plunge into 25 feet of ice cold water. A lot of water. plunging there. My dad's watch came off. They had to die for it at the end of the day. He just went to, a, he went to a lost and found where you just like pick up your broken watches. Oh yeah. That lost and found. I don't want to brag. Sorry. Uh-oh. I don't want to brag, no, but I was a slide attendant one summer. No. <laughs> where, where were, you, where were you a slide attendant? It's just, um, it's the Skokie water park pool, but they have Even the, the slides are actually pretty good for a local pool. Um, and I would, you know, the inner tube one, I would throw people, I'd be like forwards or backwards and I would throw people down. <laughs> and then the one that's covered, I would, you know, I'd have to wait till someone came out and I'd be like, go ahead. But it was a fun time being a slide attendant. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. That sounds like a great cool? summer job. So of course I felt cool. And I got um, a nice tan. Yeah. Because as a kid, about. you're essentially like you're the closest thing a kid gets to to like a bouncer at an exclusive club. <laughs> yes. When you're like in charge of uh, a slide. You know I mean? And if you're like if you're like a little bit too short, you're like, is she going to let me in? Like, yeah. is she is she going to bust me? I'm only 4'11". <laughs> That's cool. A lot of a uh, lot of floating band-aids when you go to water parks. A lot of band-aids. Oh, yeah. yeah. one time was at a water park but i did i was the one with the wound i had a wound on my knee and i could tell people were really upset (laughs) (laughs) can she leave the safest place she's Um, gonna go down are you guys ready for another one yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to energize. I have not laughed and enjoyed myself this much in a really long time. You got this oh, is so much fun. Well, thanks, Lisa. Thank Come you. back anytime. Please. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right. This one's great. This one was sent in by a thousand bananas. Uh, and <laughs> I want to thank all of them for sending it in. We love you uh, all. This is uh, from CBSnews.com. Heard we of it. I have an author on it. <laughs> Uh, suspect tries to escape FBI agents using underwater sea scooter <laughs> in frigid California lake. <laughs> what? Again, special so... victims. I love this episode. This is a special. This is great. So, a man wanted for his role in an alleged $35 million Ponzi scheme was arrested Monday after evading FBI agents by swimming into California's largest reservoir uh-huh. using an underwater sea scooter, federal <laughs> prosecutors said. I mean, Matthew Piercy spent about 25 minutes in frigid Lake Shasta using the Yamaha 350LI submersible device before he eventually okay. resurfaced. Uh-huh. Five feet away? <laughs> <laughs> Those things aren't very fast. So first, he so when agents went to arrest Piercy, he hopped in a pickup and led them on a chase that ended at the shoreline of the lake north of Redding. Quote, then Piercy abandoned his truck near the edge of Lake Shasta, pulled something out of it, and swam into Lake Shasta, federal prosecutors wrote in court documents. So he had that ready to go. He had it ready to go. <laughs> this was a man with a plan. This was his plan. Yeah. That's the best part. It's like his plan was, I'm going to sea scoot away into sea a sco- reservoir. No, the uh, best part of this is that this guy convinced... $35 million worth yes. of people to believe in another idea. This guy is awful at planning, and all these people are like, sounds good to me. See a Scooter. <laughs> but also, he's like, they're coming for me, but I got a plan. So, he pulls something from a truck. Unreal. Uh, quote, Piercy spent some time out of sight underwater where law enforcement could only see bubbles. You just need a canoe to track him. Uh, okay. Uh, if agents later learned Piercy had a sea scooter, a motorized device that pulls users underwater at speeds about four miles per hour, a Yamaha tutorial video describes the sea scooter as having underwater propulsion that allows users to cruise at depths of 100 feet below the surface. That's fun. But you still have to hold your breath, right? There's not That's... like a oxygen helmet right. or something? Right. So, the, you know, there are those sea scooters that do have that, where yes, they look like they're an so embarrassing. scooter. Oh, God. They're the most embarrassing thing. Yes, so imagine the- like a scooter, and then imagine it comes up, 
like a plastic piece comes up from their feet yeah, and like, then just is like a little bucket that's like glass yeah. that you can stick your head in and then just it's 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 pressurized so it keeps the water out and you can breathe and see. They're so nerdy. They look like something out of the Jetsons, but they're just like just wow. so bad. It's like a Vespa wow. scooter that has like a little uh, fish tank that you put over your head and then you cruise around the Caribbean and ruin coral. I'm sure it's for people that love ruining coral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for like stepping on coral. coral. What was so yeah, this? This guy. Good question. I mean, I don't know how he 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 must have had some way to breathe because I'm looking at the sea scooter, which really just looks like a like a fan. Like they just would bring underwater. <laughs> I just read a thing that Kate Winslet filming Avatar King. What's the Aquaman or something? Mm-hmm. She beat the record. And she was underwater filming for like eight minutes holding her breath. And she beat Tom Cruise's record of filming underwater. I what? love that. Yeah. Kate Winslet, they, she trained with like Navy SEAL people. And yeah. there's a photo of her in like this wetsuit with wings. And yeah, I like oh, that. Whoa. That's pretty awesome. Damn. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Because apparently you can be trained. Like you can train your body to do that like in a weekend of like to like hold your breath for like four minutes. Um, wow. not it's too like, long. Not Kate Winslet love. Too long. But minutes good for me. Long. If it's more than a minute, just I'll inhale the gas and die, or I'll drown. I'm good. Like I, <laughs> again, I'm not a big waiting in line kind of guy. I'm not gonna do that. Does it say? Um, does it say what his Ponzi scheme was? I'm obsessed with MLMs. I just want to know what he did. No. It, oh. It, oh, it did say. Um, was it a gifting oh, yeah. table? It did. Okay, it doesn't say in this one. Um, but it did say in another article I read. What? It, oh, here it is. Piercy is accused of bilking investors into giving $35 million to his company's Family Wealth Legacy and Zola, promising guaranteed returns using an, quote, upvesting fund that allegedly was an algorithmic trading fund with a history of success. Um, so, yeah, people were like, okay. he's like, I got an AI. Boring. Me money. Not a good one. <laughs> Yeah. I like I like fake Lululemons. That's my kind of MLM. <laughs> Do you guys um, like what are those called? Leonardo DiCaprio does them, where you like fly over the ocean with your little boots. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they called again? What they're they're mm. jetpack ski, jetpack skis, or something. Jet, I want to um, do that. I hope that doesn't. Oh, I want to do that. Are you that kidding cool. me? I want a jetpack like Leo. You know, oh, I want to I want a jetpack to go somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. to be like we're going like to the across, Subaru dealership, and we're going to yeah, buy we're going an from Outback like Sport. New Jersey. <laughs> drive it. Home. We're going from New Jersey to Florida only on jet. Packs. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt, that sounds like one of your things, like what you used to do with like your th- the like, jet skiing, And I could yeah. it's like Kurt Brownler has used two thousand <laughs> gallons of gasoline jetpacking from to New do Jersey the dumbest thing imaginable. That's right, Kara. <laughs> he he uh, falls down every five minutes, and they have to refill. <laughs> but I love it when you you watch them. The guys who are really good do that thing, like where they're dolphins. Yeah. Where they shoot out of the water and then go underneath it and then shoot out again with your with the jetpacks. Do you cool. think that the FBI guys were laughing, looking yes. at the bubbles? <laughs> like this is yes. the best. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, without a doubt, they were like, "He's right there." <laughs> like, they're playing peekaboo. I guess we just wait for him to come up for air. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, they're like, "Do we need to get the speedboat? Are we checking this guy?" They're like, "Honestly, get the sea kayak. We're just gonna yeah. just wait for him to come up." This guy's a loser. Oh, it's so good. It's and also the fact that. that it was a lake. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. a very Where's he going? reservoir. Because isn't nowhere Shasta to go. a soda? It's a, it, it is a soda brand. It is. Okay. Yeah. There's Shasta Cola. That's a real... Mm-hmm. That's a, when you're in a Shasta Cola house, you know it. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny you said that. Yes. You brought that up, Kara. Because like Kurt and I used to do a bunch of big, dumb things like jet skiing the Mississippi River and all that kind of stuff. So I've been like researching stuff for us to do when, when the Great Quar is over. And uh, I looked up the longest... Uh, parasailing ever because I was like maybe uh-huh. Kurt and I can uh-huh. parasail as a oh, duo yeah. Oh, yeah. further distance wise and and I can't anybody. find the record but what I did find is <gasps> the record for longest which is the Swedish guy in a lake <laughs> parasailed by himself for 24 hours and 10 minutes so he was just <laughs> up there in the air for an entire day and 10 minutes just I'm guessing peeing all over every- I don't know what do you do when you're up there eat maybe <laughs> well, packed a lunch I'll tell you, like 
you got you. I guess you could make a contraption that would be like different. Sure. I I just parasailed, and by just I mean last Christmas, but it was the last time I went anywhere. Hey, oh my god, close. And I parasailed, and but it was the kind where you really have to hold yourself up. Like if I leaned back, there was no like there was nothing holding me in back. Like oh, so, I was like scary. tense. You would like time. what flip upside down if you like? I mean, lean I was backwards? harnessed in, but if I fell, I would have. Yeah, I would have been like it would have been weird. I would have had to like oh, pick myself back up, and so I was like holding myself very like tensely yeah. for the whole you know six minutes I was up there or whatever. Yeah. I wanted so to do hours if it's like that is like yeah. quite a core workout. I wanted to do like through the Panama Canal or from like Florida to Cuba. Like that I wanted would be to so do. Cool. I, I mean, I can't. I don't know. And then we also talked about maybe Kurt and I get in the back of a limousine and we go L.A. to New York with two drivers that rotate and we just try never to stop. Kurt and I never get out and just see if we lose our minds. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But we got to get a big and the, the one that we almost did, if we had done season two of the show Roustabout, uh, we were talking about doing segues on the Oregon Trail from from New York to Oregon just on segues yeah. and then having comedians join us for certain legs. So like. Wow. If where you're from, it's like if you're from Jersey, it's like, well, why don't you segue with us through um, Pennsylvania? At six miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, this is going to be it. We're going to segue the Oregon Trail. I mean, it would have taken <laughs> three and a half months it, and probably it would have taken so long, but it totally would have. I didn't have kids at the time. We co- totally could have spent three and a half months doing it. Yep. Uh, um, there was like a singer who just did that. The guy who sings that song, I Took a Pill in Ibiza or something. He like walked across the country or something. Really? I've always wanted to do what that. Pill did I would love to walk across the country. I would love to do that. Yeah. I think okay. I was just too much of a teen bitch. But when I parasailed, I was so bored. I'm like, this is, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I can oh. imagine you bored parasailing. Like, what's yeah. next? Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I've ruined that trip for my parents. They really deserved a nice day. I stole their credit card. I went to the casino. I mean, it was like a menace. Where was fun. this? Where was this? The Dominican Republic. And I demanded oh. my own room. I'm like, what the the fuck? I, bitch. <laughs> I, but what you're describing, I've been, there were, when I was, I don't know, young, there were, there was a movie Problem Child with John Ritter and Problem Child 2. And I'm like, how haven't they rebooted that right now with a daughter? It should be a little girl that steals a credit card and chops the cable of a parasailing and sails into a nudist resort. Like, it's, you should write this movie. Lisa, get the rights. Girl, Problem, problem Child. Lisa. <laughs> Traeger edition. All right, Scotty. Last story. Send us home. Okay. So this one, the special victim is very clear, and it's a lot of people. This was sent in by X Jar Jar Jinx or X Jar Jar Jin X. <laughs> Thank you, X Jar Jar Jinx. Uh, this is from the Chicago Tribune, but I, I looked this up on many, many, many different websites. It was written by Angela Rosas and Brett McNeil. Um, Ooh, double writers. God. Yeah. One hand. Yeah. They're like, a, they're like their own twin. 15 years ago today, a Dave Matthews Band tour bus dumped human waste on a tour boat in the Chicago River. Here's our original <laughs> post. <laughs> okay. So, Kara and Lisa are nodding their heads. This is a known this story. Was a, this was so known. And I'm from uh, the Chicagoland area, and this was huge news. Yeah. We might, so you remember this. When, how old were you when, you when this happened? Well, 15 years, so I guess in high school, but yeah. right? Yeah, 15 but years ago. It was a bit, because it got on a boat. It was like the, the shit went on the architectural boat tour or something. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, Curdy, we're going to go, we're going over an hour because this story is amazing. So, <laughs> oh the editor's note, so this, this was the original post. Editor's note is from early, last year. 2019 is when this 15-year uh, anniversary. 15 years ago, a Dave Matthews Band touring bus passed over the Chicago River and unleashed a torrent of foul-smelling waste on a tour boat and the passengers below. At so it was t- one of those it was one of those bridges that like had graded like ones, the, yeah. The graded bridges. Okay. Yes. So at the time, nobody knew who was responsible for the dumping, but the Chicago Tribune was the first to report it based on interviews with passengers, including a Tribune reporter and the tour boat company. The incident would eventually be connected to the band, and criminal charges, apologies, and at least one lawsuit would follow. So here's the original article, and I'll, I'll jump through it, but man, it's so good. So at the outset... 
of a Chicago riverboat tour on Sunday, Captain Sonia Lund deadpanned that passengers should not look up with their mouths open when passing under the city's graded bridges. <laughs> Lest they get a, quote, taste of Chicago. About, <laughs> I mean, it's so good that she said that. That was probably her joke for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, 15 minutes later, passengers got a lot more than that. They got a... <laughs> <laughs> they got a deluge when the boat was doused with a, quote, foul liquid substance that appeared to drop from one or two charter buses as the boat passed under the Kinsey Street Bridge. Witnesses said they had just begun the Architecture Foundations, Lisa was on it, 1 p.m. tour. So middle of the day. Nice hot I have taken that day. tour. I have taken that tour on that boat. It's very pleasant. Yes. Uh, when they passed under the bridge, a cascade of brownish-yellow substance rained down on them. Two-thirds of the passengers seated on the upper deck were soaked. Not just sprinkled. Oh. Soaked. This wasn't a dabbling, a drizzle. Passengers said they looked up to see at least one, possibly two charter buses rumbling above. The tour guide, the volunteer tour guide, great detail, at the boat helms reassured passengers that they had only been splashed with water. It's okay. But the foul smell prompted there was a stunned silence initially, then sort of this horrible realization as they began to smell themselves and realized what happened, said Stedman Bass, 35 of Boston. I love a good name. Stedman Bass. That sounds like a... Yeah. Uh, He was a passenger on the boat, but was not sprayed. It was horrific. So, passengers shouted that police should be called and demanded the boat turned around. Within minutes, the tour headed back to the dock on Michigan Avenue and lower Wacker Drive, speeding as fast as the boat would go. Some passengers became sick from the... No, the people started throwing up over the side, covered in shit and vomit. They became sick from this smell. I mean, this is Dave Matthews Band is the funniest part of this. If this is Motley Crue, you're like, well, yeah, but it's it's like the happiest white band of all time. Uh, Some passengers became sick from the smell and made use of the boat's lower deck bathrooms. At the dock, 120 passengers disembarked and were given refunds. I'll jump ahead a little bit. We feel very badly for these people to have their day's events ruined. The tour, one of the guys that worked for the tour company. So obviously it wasn't our fault. We were just trying to make it as comfortable for the passengers as possible. Boom has said, uh, Boom was this guy, um, <laughs> that he was told that someone recorded the license plates numbers from the bus or buses and reported the plates to the police. He hoped to name, uh, get to know the name of the tour bus company, and on Monday morning he would demand the company's buses be inspected for defects. I love that this guy's like just trying to not get sued. Tomorrow morning we'll find out what buses were involved and hopefully we'll get some answers. Two days later, March 10th, 2005. Oh, the Math- Dave Matthews Band bus driver pleads guilty to dumping waste in the river. So police he did it purposefully? Yes. Like, oh, there's a butt. Wait, there's a a shit button on a bus <laughs> yes. where you could just dump your waste over a... And it That's was so- like, I don't have it in this report. I can probably find it as we discuss, but I think it was something, I'm not exaggerating, like 1,400 pounds of liquid waste. Like, it was so much. So, oh <clears throat> a local tour bus company official said he had never heard of a bus unloading liquid waste... <laughs> So it's, I guess it's not that common from the uh, from uh, the river of a bridge before. The charter bus companies typically contract with disposal companies and get rid of their waste or dump it at their own disposal sites. Passengers said they were shocked at the awful timing. I mean, it is so perfect. Think of all the... There's so many ways this could have not happened. They could have played a longer encore the night before and slept. They could have played Trippin' Billies for 45 minutes. Um, if you had to orchestrate this, it would be an almost impossible scenario, Stedman Bass said. Wow, so, that's amazing. And uh, oh. Katie, Katie, our producer, just put in the chat that it was 800 pounds of waste. 800 oh my pounds of Dave Matthews Band Use diet. Shit. If you were on that boat, though, and you just got like a shit shower, yeah. I would jump overboard, I Instantly. feel like. Instantly. Right? Yeah. Instantly. I'm not I waiting think... to go back and get my refund. I mean, like, I'm jumping into the yeah, water. Yeah, but I think the thing is that you're... I, is is the, the water shit, too? Shit? Is that yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. But I mean, Kurt there's more water than shit. Yeah. 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 
Um, uh, the thing do is, you think, what, I like the idea if there was one Dave Matthews band fan that was like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm never washing this shirt. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, um, I, I was a huge Dave Matthews band fan growing sure. up. I went to, like, I grew up in Connecticut. Like, it was just like, that was the band we all we're, listened to. I'm, I think I we're the, the same concert. age, yeah. Yeah, I went to the concerts. Like, you would buy lawn seats and just go and get, like, fucked up for $25 yeah. and, like, listen to Dave Jam or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then I remember thinking, like, uh, sometime, like, about 10 or 15 years ago, I remember being like, why does everybody hate Dave Matthews now? They like, shouldn't. Like, they're a punchline now, suddenly. They shouldn't. Like, and I, I wonder if it's tied into the shit drop. Because <laughs> oh. It seems I... like... Did they ever I mean, also because it was like also because it was like all the douchey so. guys in my high school like had like a lacrosse sticker and then a Dave Matthews band sticker. So it's like yes. I get where like you know the reputation came from, but they did apologize, yeah, Lisa. Helped. They did. They the band apologized. There was one lawsuit. There was like I the band had nothing to do. You know, it was just the bus driver. But yes, they did apologize. I think people hate Dave Matthews band for the same reason people hate Jimmy Buffett, which is they don't hate the band and they don't. The songs they don't hate the songs they yes. hate the fans they the yeah, parrotheads yeah, yeah. are the worst and dave matthews band fans like the diehards are a type and i think people just are like ugh. but the band yeah. is just a band yeah. they just got it's so hard to make it in the arts in any form of entertainment maybe music is even harder than comedy where you're like yeah you can't root against somebody that just found a lane but they're monstrously big. They sell out still to this day. But I feel like I people just hate ago. the I white. I go three years ago to a concert. <laughs> sure. I think people they just hated that. They were playing here. They were playing in Irvine. And I was like, oh, we can draw. Let's go. It'll be like nostalgic. It's was just, it great? Did you yeah. love it? It was fun. Yeah. We like got stoned and sat on a lawn and listened to Dave Matthews. It was like yeah. really fun. <laughs> yeah. He's, they're fine. The band is fine. Dave Matthews seems like a legitimately fun guy. Like whenever he's on Stern or any of those things, he's like really nice and friendly. He's like richer than God. He writes songs that people like. I mean, the Parrot Heads, the Jimmy Buffett fans, the first time I went to a Jimmy Buffett concert at Nissan Post Pavilion, uh, I got it in an instant. I was too young to even know what I was seeing. I was probably like 14, but it was 15-year-old, 16-year-old girls dressed up in like, you know, lays and sort of beachy vibes, and then 50 and 60-year-old men yeah. doing shots of tequila and drinking Coronas and flirting with those girls, and it's disgusting. Yeah. And so it's like, you can like the artist and the song, but like, those fans are just garbage. They're trash. They're awful. Yeah, I went to Buffett once when I was a senior in high school, so I think I may have... You know that vibe, girls. right? It's like, <laughs> hey, you girls want to do jello shots? You're like, maybe, I'm 14. I was the target of a Predators? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a trap. Uh, well, we're going to have a lot of mad parrot heads. Uh, That's fine. They're fine. But we did it again. Thank you guys so much for being on this the show. Was, oh, great. man, this was so great. Thank you guys for having us. And good luck. Yeah. We're so excited for With the podcast. With That's Messed Everybody Up, Kurt. It's called That's, messed, that's up. messed Up. An SVU Thank you podcast. so much. Thank Tuesdays. You. And anything else you guys want to plug? Please, plug away. I have, a, I have a comedy album called Undefeated. It's on iTunes. Beautiful. It's really good. I was there when she taped it. Nice. Download it. Listen to it 1,000 times. Yeah. I have an album that's old. It's called Glitter Cheese, but it, it's I think it's good. It's all right. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Get it. Thank the, you, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Enjoy your lives. Bananas. Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>